Well, folks, it's Jerry Adams, and it's podcast time again. And uh, this week I'm going to deal with the machinations and shenanigans within unionism at this time. And it's my firm view that this five-point plan is all part of the DUP leadership preparing for the next assembly elections, which are just 12 months off. And this uh, very cynical ploy, because remember, Brexit is their baby, the cynical ploy around the protocol is about trying to stop the decline in their electoral support. And they do that by increasing tension and by frightening an element of their own uh, base. So we have to come at it in a very measured way. We have to come at it very mindful of the, the dangers. But we also have to not take anything for granted. So what are we to make of the warnings by some unionist leaders over the protocol? Do we ignore them? And In my opinion, we should not. Even though we've heard it all, all of this, all our lives, it's too serious to ignore. Operation Fear, because this is what it is, needs challenged. Take, for example, Sammy Wilson's statement. Now, I, I happen to like Sammy Wilson. I get on okay with him. He won't like me saying that when we were both uh, up in the as- assembly. But he has said, the real danger is that frustration and anger will be challenged through violence against easily identified targets. So I have to ask my friend, Mr. Wilson, who are these easily identified targets? If they're so easily identified, surely he can let the rest of us know. Maybe when he's at it, he could also let us know who will be doing the challenging through violence that he's predicting. And obviously if he knows that, he should alert the PSNI. And, you know, Sammy wasn't on his own. A former member of David Trimble's negotiating team during the Good Friday Agreement talks, David Campbell, who's now chair of the Loyalist Communities Council, has claimed, if it comes to the bit where we have to fight physically to maintain our freedoms within the United Kingdom, so be it. And again, this begs questions. For example, who are the we Mr. Campbell is talking about? Would he elaborate? And who will they fight physically against? The English government? The European Union? The rest of us? And Mr. Campbell's former boss, David Trimble, has also expressed his belief that the protocol has created genuine grievances among unionists and, I quote, there is real potential for those who have engaged in past violence to take action again into their own hands. 
And again, Mr. Trimble needs to explain who he means. He needs to name names. Spell it out, David. If there's a real potential for those who have engaged in past violence to take action again, then we deserve to know who and what is involved. So Mr. Trimble needs to explain himself. He also claims that the protocol is a threat to the Good Friday Agreement. But during the debates in the British Parliament that led to Article 50 and which cleared the way for Brexit, unionists voted not to defend the agreement. Their accord reads very clearly on February 2017, four years ago, the record of the British Parliament states that the DUP and the UUP vote with the Tories to defeat Amendment 86 that requires Article 50 does not break agreement in the Good Friday Agreement. Warnings of violence by unionists as a means to get their own way has been a regular feature of Irish political life going back to the 19th century. Sectarian pogroms, the use of the orange card by unionists and Tory politicians, discrimination in jobs and housing, the gerrymandering of elections, state collusion with death squads, have all been part and parcel of unionist strategy when faced with anything that could be construed as a threat to their own domination. And as this column has noted before, Brexit is a child of the DUP. Brexit is their baby. They were repeatedly warned that it would be bad for the North and bad for the economy. When the Department of the Economy published a report in July 2019 warning of 40,000 possible job losses as a result of Brexit, DUP MP Geoffrey Donaldson, who I also get on well with, said he could live with that. It would, he claimed, have a short-term impact on the North's economy, but that would be mitigated. Other DUP spokespersons were equally strident. Who can forget Nelson McCausland's I wouldn't care what sort of situation I face as long as I'm out of Europe. While wrapping themselves in the cloak of democracy, the DUP ignored the democratic vote of the people of the North to stay within the European Union. When the previous British Prime Minister Theresa May produced proposals to avoid an Irish sea border, what did they do? They voted no. So it is important that we are attentive to this mindset within political unionism, but we should not acquiesce to it. Unionism is no longer the monolith it once was. Its electoral majority in the Assembly and at Westminster is gone. Dialogue, a common sense approach to the constitutional status of the North, that's part of the way forward. But if history, and especially the role of unionism in our history, teaches us anything, it is that dialogue works. Scaremongering doesn't. Unionists have the ability to bring an end to their own serial betrayals by their leaders in London. Mr Trimble describes himself as someone who loves his country. And I have no doubt that this is the case. I also presume that his country is my country also, or part of it. It's time for unionists to say that we don't need leaders from another country to rule us. As James Connolly said once, ruling by fooling is a great British art 
with great Irish fools to practice on. So let unionists say, no, this time, no to any more betrayals by Westminster. Mr Trimble takes umbrage because, as he puts it, he persuaded unionists to support the Good Friday Agreement on the commitment, and I quote, that they would have the final say over any change in the status of Northern Ireland. Now, had he been talking to us at that time, we would have pointed out that that is not the case, and he knows that that is not the case. He claims that the Irish and British governments have broken that promise. Quote, again, the Northern Ireland Protocol willfully turns it up. Not only do I feel personally betrayed, but the majority unionist population of the North feel betrayed also. To properly quote him, he said, the unionist population of Northern Ireland feel betrayed also. No mention again of the majority who voted against Brexit. But maybe that's because Mr Trimble clings to the old notion that only his majority unionist population counts. And he knows that is not the case. In fact, one of his reasons for signing up to the Good Friday Agreement, because he knew, and he said so publicly, that the demographics were changing. So, the days of the unionist majority having a veto, he knows that those days are over. And he supported that when he correctly supported the Good Friday Agreement. Since the foundation of the Northern State in 1921, until the Good Friday Agreement, there was a unionist veto. It was often referred to as a consent principle, but it was only unionist consent that was involved. This was a negative mechanism. It encouraged intransigence by the unionists and a lack of engagement with the rest of us. However, the Good Friday Agreement is quite clear. The status of the North depends on the consent of a majority of the people and not the consent of the majority of the unionist people. When a majority consensus for reunification emerges within the North, the British government is committed and obliged to abide by the wish expressed by a majority. Then the North of Ireland will cease to be part of the United Kingdom and form part of a united Ireland. Mr Trimble should know this, as he says he was part of negotiating the Good Friday Agreement. He should also know that the repeal of the Government of Ireland Act as part of the Good Friday Agreement ended the absolutist British territorial claim and the Unionist veto. There's now no absolute commitment, no raft of parliamentary acts to back up any absolute claim. Now there's only a commitment to stay until the majority decides otherwise. Unionists will have their say, quite rightly, but on exactly the same basis as the rest of us. Irish Republicans and Democrats believe that the people of the island of Ireland have the right to self-governance. The Good Friday Agreement introduced mechanisms to achieve this, if that's what the people decide. Among these is the unity referendum. Mr Trimble and his colleagues rightly supported that also. So Shin Mamej, Arish, Karja, so, BPO, Bigomai, Augustlori Mailatsa, Arish, and Tamalin.